0: This is Abroad in Education, a podcast where I unpack the international suitcase by focusing on Pats and their experiences within education. I'm your host, Tiffany Lachelle. All
1: around the world.
0: John David Lewis and I discuss his chapter, The Rat Race, in the 2019 book, Going Global, The Life-Changing Experiences of 10 Courageous Black Men. When discussing the blueprint of living in a rat race society, John said, I did all of this in the States to come over here to find the American dream. Sixth in the Ed Pat Literature Review Series, Going Global focuses on the perspectives of 10 black men reflecting on financial, environmental, and circumstantial problems in the US as motives for their decisions to move to the UAE. Without further delay, please enjoy my conversation with John David Lewis. Welcome to Abroad in Education.
1: Thank you very much. Pleasure to be here.
0: So today we are gonna talk about your chapter in the book, Going Global. Let's start with talking about what was going on in the States before you decided to
1: come abroad. Um, Clock in, clock out, go home, wait for a paycheck, pay debt, think about playing with the kids if I'm not tired. You know, the uh, so-called American dream that I was looking for, the education didn't actually create the opportunity for me in the United States. I loved working in the schools. I didn't really want to leave that. I think I had invested so much time in education that I kind of just wanted to move upward. I was definitely um, driven to move up in education, and I don't think it moved fast enough. Mm-hmm. And I think I was more so looking to make more money because I wanted to live a particular lifestyle. Mm-hmm. And I knew the administration was the route. Took that route. I did fairly well. Uh, established a bunch of relationships. The money went up, but also my debt increased because I don't think I was disciplined enough to do what's necessary when you increase your pay. Mm-hmm. You know, my wife and I we worked a lot. You know, being in education administration, you leave early and you may not come back to late due to extracurricular activities. And my kids were young, and I felt like my kids were doing well, but I don't I don't think they could have really appreciate the family value aspect just because we were living in the same house. It was very rare that we could actually go out and do something because. On weekends, we were tired. Mm-hmm. You know, my wife always found the energy to take them out, but I always like complained about going, I just wanted to rest. I just felt like this is not what I'm supposed to be doing. In life. <laughs> Correct. We were in Atlanta for maybe eight years at the time. We had decided that we had lived in Atlanta long enough. Yeah and I did a Facebook survey of like what cities I should go to and had several cities, but Dallas ended up winning. Mm-hmm. It's going to be ironic after I say this, but we decided that Dallas was too far.
0: Oh goodness. <laughs> from <laughs> Atlanta. Correct. And well, from, you from everybody up, else. Like, and you, then know, you ended up here.
1: <laughs> for sure. Um, we decided not to go to Dallas. I had another friend that had actually won abroad and he had since come back and he had just told me, he was just like, you should take your family over there. But at the time, I didn't think it was really possible for us to like live because in my mind, I'm in the capitalistic view of America. Like that's not going to be enough money for us to be able to make it. I asked my son, I said, "Uh, if you could go anywhere in the world to live, where would you go? And he said, China. And I said, why? And he said, because we don't know what they do over there. Mm -hmm. So um, I decided to go online and look for administration jobs abroad. And I came across Abu Dhabi, and I saw the pay. The pay was remarkable in comparison to what I was making, plus tax-free, and it was going to cover housing and insurance, all of these things that I have to pay for out of a check that's way less than I was making in the States. And at that time, it was very attractive. In the meantime, was getting a promotion, a possible promotion in her job. She was a, a nurse at an eye facility. And... Her job was very easy. She really enjoyed the people she was working with. And um, at that time I was looking for a possible principal position just to make more money. Mm -hmm. Not thinking about the amount of time I was going to actually be away from home, but thinking that money's going to solve everything. So me and my wife, we had a conversation. She said, go for it. Let's see what happens. Well, I ended up getting the job and I can't say that she was the happiest about it because she couldn't actually believe that we had to make another decision about actually going. She was just supporting me. Mm
0: -hmm.
1: Mm -hmm. And I was really excited about it. But she was like, you know, we already make more money here. Why would we leave? And I said, well, I know that I'll make enough money for us to survive over there. Like, let's go see the world. I mean, if we don't like it, we could always come back. And it made sense. We had a house in Atlanta. So we ended up writing it out to her brother and we went abroad and when we came over it was kind of a utopia like you couldn't even believe like it was like Mm stress-free in comparison to the states
0: before we before we come over to the uae one of the things that i appreciate about your chapter is you call it the rat race oh yes and you do a really good job as far as starting the chapter off with you know let me walk you through a typical day you know of what's happening in the lewis house in america and a lot of things that that you've said as far as, you know, when it comes to the amount of money that you're making, you know, promotions, um, you know, you're, you're, you're talking about living in a capitalist society. One thing that you haven't mentioned yet too, but you also was an entrepreneur. You had a cigar oh, yeah. bar. So you're, you're doing all of these different things as far as looking for some type of economic mobility Correct. in the American society. We we have these expectations or at least ideas that, you know, the more education you invest in, the easier it is it'll be to succeed for sure, in America. Yeah. And you're basically saying that, you know, you're in the education system and for some reason it's not balancing out. So let's focus a little bit more on this capitalist society and how you're navigating that through being a business owner, promotions, family, your wife getting promotions. What wasn't connecting there?
1: I guess I was gone from home so long. Like I woke up in the morning, took the kids to school. When school was over, if I didn't have an extracurricular activity, I went straight to my cigar lounge and I didn't get out till like 12.31 every night. And I would have to do that again next morning. And I got adapted to being able to sleep on three and a half, four hours if I got that mm. but I only got the cigar lounge because I smoked cigars pretty regular at that time I was thinking like everybody's talking about black people need to have their own business yeah, and, yeah, you know. yeah, yeah. so I I happened to have a family that never wanted me going to education because they thought I was really smart and it was like why would you not make enough money and go into that field but you know it was a different reason why I went into the field but when I told them I wanted to have a cigar lounge they were excited because they wanted me to have my own mm. and what I didn't realize is that <laughs> just because you're a boss means nothing if your time is completely gone and everything that goes wrong is your responsibility and being away from home and I'm thinking that being that I have my own thing I was thinking I was popular so I was gonna get guests to come in a lot I had great events but on a day-to-day basis I made just enough to literally cover the Mm bills so all all my time is gone And they said, if you can just last two years, because that's the roughest part of the journey. And I'm like, okay. So I lasted two years, but nothing really changed. Mm -hmm. I just got to the point where I was like, I can't do this. So I sold like majority of my percentage to, I had a partner and I ended up getting another partner that I sold it to. So I was a silent partner. So I could have my time back. I didn't realize how much time I had lost because my kids were young. To me, I wasted two years of my life trying to chase something that mm. I really didn't have the time to invest all my life in because I had a real job. Yeah. So I lost two years of my kid's life. You know, they were playing sports and I couldn't take them to practice. I may have saw like one game all season. In my mind, I'm thinking I'm wasting my life chasing the amount of money that I don't have time for right now to chase
0: and that's the thing. So as I listen to you, there's two, two things that you're, you're touching on. You're touching on time and you're touching on money. There was some person who's an advocate in education. And this person was basically saying, you know, we need to stop saying that teachers don't make enough money because it's enough money for somebody. Right. May not be enough for you, may not be enough for the next person, but it's enough for somebody. And for me, I figure kind of looking at your story as far as time and money, was the issue that your investment in education, was it not enough to sustain the family? Or was the issue that you wanted to save and you wanted to plan for the future? Like what was this?
1: It was a combination of everything. So when I say the capitalistic society, I'm talking about how everything is driven about getting materials to look like you're making more than you really are. I was really big into looking a certain type of way. Yeah. 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 And I will say that of course, educators do make enough money to, to sustain a life, but if you're caught up in the idea that you want certain things, you use the money that you can to invest in yourself to things that you won't even have in a couple of years. I was lost in and all your,
0: your bow ties.
1: All <laughs> I'm talking about like, Name brands that are very expensive to be recognized by a group of people that can't even afford it either, mm. you know. And mm. I looked like I was making more than I was making. Mm. And
0: oh, that see, this is the rat race thing. Correct. Yeah.
1: And I was lost in them. I was lost in it, and I didn't realize how lost until I, I left. But I'm using all of my time to make money, to have a business, impact kids, and I can't even spend time with my family. Yeah. And I just I couldn't take it anymore as far as that's the reason why I decided to sell the percentage of my cigar lamp so I could be at home with my kids more. And then even with that, I got my time back, but I was still working, making the same amount of money I was making before. So it's like nothing changed, but I got my time and I appreciated it a lot more. In my mind, I was still trying to buy the latest things. Yeah. Trying to keep up with people that look like me in the financial category or people that actually have it looking like that, but I don't have it. And I, I was still lost in it, and I got sidetracked from the goal. You know, I, you know, we wanted to make trips to go abroad and see the world, but to me, I didn't think we made enough money to save. And the money that we did save, it seemed like always something went wrong that we had to <laughs> use. Dip use it that into money. it. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, that that was that was really tough. Like you don't realize what you got until you get another opportunity to appreciate certain things. Yeah. Like if I were to start all over again, I was in the same situation. We probably wouldn't have bought a home. And if we did, it wouldn't have been as big. Mm -hmm. I wouldn't have cared about what type of vehicle I was driving. As long as it got from point A to B and it's dependable, the clothes would have been a lot less. So I could have done a lot more with my money. But, you know, everybody has their journey.
0: Yeah. Before we segue to the UAE, because I think there is a particular lifestyle that is stereotyped as far as living here. But I do question, should life be lived with boundaries? Like, isn't the purpose of investing in higher ed, pursuing a particular job, like, isn't that for not only just living and having your basic needs met, but like, why do I have to live my life through sacrifice when, you know, you have two people in a home who's making a particular income building a family with kids who will essentially have to go through the higher education system as well the safe neighborhood you know all of these different things that it's like yeah everybody should have access to this but some folks don't even when you do come with you know a hundred thousand dollars in debt you know you've done everything society said do Get this done and then you'll be able to have this type of lifestyle. But for some reason, even when you're following the blueprint, it's still like, well,
1: I think that blueprint is set up to just create workers of the world like everybody for the majority of the worker field is making somebody else rich and the service workers are not being compensated their worth. I mean, it's it's so many things that I feel like to help other people outside of your family, where you you step outside of your home to help people, you should be compensated. And I don't think the value of actually teaching education is actually valued in America.
0: In, In America. I agree. I agree. So that's a great segue to coming over to the UAE and being particular to say that you are not in the classroom. Correct. You are the deputy vice principal. Yes. So, you applied to come (laughs) abroad. The wife was like, Yeah, go ahead. That'll be fun. And then you actually get the job. And it's like, But wait, we really gonna do this? So, So, what was that?
1: Well, um, I think she just didn't wanna limit me. Uh, She's been a supporter of whatever I wanted to do. She felt like she was finally getting her opportunity to move up and make more money. And then I was looking to be a principal who will make more money. But it was like, The change, she just thought it would be so drastic. I think it was the fear, you know, the the propaganda of the Middle East.
0: Mm,
1: And um, mm, mm, mm. But like I said, I I convinced her and she believes that I'm the leader of the household. And she trusted me that I would lead them in the right direction. So when we actually came over here, I think it took like two weeks. Well, before the two weeks, I think I came home like three days in a row. And my son was like, what are you doing home? It was like at three o'clock. He said, this is what time I get off. He said, every day? And I said, "Yeah." He said, "Oh, we can be a real family," and he hugged me. Yeah. (laughs) And then I started thinking about what I given up in the United States. I gained with what I wanted to be a family person. Yeah. Yeah. We did like we. It was it was crazy because now at this point I'm making tax free money and we literally hit the ground running with traveling. We just started traveling and it was. The the amount of money I was making was so different from in the United States. I didn't have to say, we could just say, hey, where are we going this weekend? And it was that, that's the greatest feeling I ever had. Like, and my wife was like, wow, like, we can really just ask the kids, where do you want to go? And we just go. And all the time, like, I got to know my kids in a different light. You know what I'm saying? They got to know me. I get to, I got to actually watch them turn into the little people that they are now. And me and my wife actually, like, we were doing good in the States, but we got to appreciate each other in a different level. Yeah. You know, originally she didn't, she didn't start out working, so she was home all the time. And when I came home, she was there. We did family things. It was, like, almost fake. Like, this can't even <laughs> be real. You know, we, we,
0: <laughs> we over here playing, <laughs> yeah.
1: and um, it was like we were on permanent vacation. Yeah, the, the 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 work day was shorter than the United States because you know extracurricular activities in the United States administrators have to attend; they don't have that here. It's a separate entity. So when I came home, they believe when you get off work, work is over; it's your time, so it's family time. So it was just a different feeling, and then the the level of safety. I mean, Abu Dhabi was voted, like, number one city in the world as safe, being the safest. And it's like, you think about how people view, because, you know, everybody in the United States, are you safe over there? Are they bombing? And I'm just like, people really believe the sauce Mm -hmm. of propaganda. We just, it was just a different level of appreciation. I mean, we lived in a high rise on the beach. Yeah. I mean, like, there's no way I could have afforded that in the United States. I had, like, a 3,500 square foot flat in a high-rise on the beach and i'm thinking like this is like some rich people stuff Yeah, yeah yeah and i wasn't responsible for that and i was like i did all this in the states to come over here to find the american dream that you couldn't have access to correct
0: Yeah, I think this is interesting because I always want to make sure that it's not this romanticized view because I think especially with you being in your fifth year here, Mm -hmm. you have been able to see many changes that are also happening. So across the board, connecting to the book, Going Global, it's basically a collection of 10 courageous black men who chose to leave everything behind and go abroad. And I think in the beginning when UAE essentially opened its doors to these Western style schools, many people came in, Correct. but now things yeah. have changed Correct. and people are looking for opportunities elsewhere and kind of going back to the States. So what's happening here?
1: Well, the company that I was working for, they paid us really well. And I guess the results of the students success wasn't as high as they would have liked and they decided to make some changes so they changed everybody's contracts pay went down and they uh, downsized our homes and my wife and I decided that you know we probably should send send them back because i mean so much changed and like we were paying for the kids to go to school they didn't provide tuition for our kids it was 15000 usd a piece so I got uh maybe a $2300 pay cut a month and that was actually the amount of money that was going towards their schooling. Yeah. And it just was it was a very uncomfortable position, so I, you know I'm finishing the year out, and it, it was it was just real it was tough. If I had went to a private school, it had probably been different because they didn't change. It was the company I worked for that changed, mm-hmm. and it was it was really abrupt because my wife ended up getting a job, but it still didn't make sense for us to pay thirty thousand dollars for the kids to go to school. It was like we we're gonna live the rat race again abroad.
0: Yeah, yeah, and I yeah. was like, we
1: did not come over here to pay all this money for them to go to school and us be uncomfortable. So we made a decision to send them back. I'm currently looking for another opportunity. We would like to stay in the Middle East. We wanted to go to Korea, but due to you know certain circumstances, we we, we decided not to, but we would like to stay in the Middle East or go to Africa. Mm-hmm. Inshallah, I get me an opportunity to stay here, but I will resign from the position I'm in because I am not going to make this amount of money that I'm making and to be away from my family.
0: Mm-hmm. And see, one of the things that I love about your story is the fact that it's like this isn't a closed book. It's what's the next chapter? Correct. Because you know this whole global life, like you know what you all are saying in the book, it doesn't start or end with the UAE. Correct. This Without is just a doubt. one stop, and you have many memories and experiences to take with you, and you know the journey will continue. Definitely. So.
1: And um, for the most part, our journey. We don't want to remain in the United States. Well, we, when we came here after a couple of weeks, my wife was ask, asking me, do we have to ever go back? I was like, I was hoping you would say that. <laughs> of course not. <laughs> we did not ever have to go back because I feel like the rest of the world appreciate Americans better than Americans appreciates his own people. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, oh, my
0: goodness. Yeah, yeah.
1: You know, so, yeah. I mean, like, you go anywhere. They give you tax-free money and housing and insurance. Like, that's like a whole nother paycheck.
0: So this is because we've debated on this so many times, and I would love for you to share your theory about tax money and how much is taken in taxes and what that looks like to be provided a tax-free salary.
1: Okay. Well, um, in the United States, there's no negotiation on taxes. True. You know, like, so you have a partnership with somebody who's going to come get their 30% regardless of what you're doing. (laughs) And that's unfortunate. And then not only that, after they take the 30%, they take out money for investing for you. They use your money to make more money for them, but they're gonna take it out anyway you know, the 403B for educators and 401K for most companies. And I'm not saying that's not a good thing because you give people that money they're going to probably spend and not invest in their future because it's a certain level of discipline. And on top of that, you have to pay wherever you're going to live and insurance going to come out of your check unless you can prove you're being insured by somebody else. And then coming over here. So that 30% is now back in your pocket. You don't have to worry about where you're living. It's like you just wiped out all your bills. You just pay utilities. like, if the United States service people did not have taxes or didn't have to worry about where they were gonna live and insurance was covered, more people would probably become educators. It's, it's just, it's more attractive to get an opportunity where nobody's taking any of your money. They told me my salary and when I got my salary, there was no deductions or nothing. It was just like
0: pow. Right, oh, <laughs> it's the same number? Like, yeah. It was this and it's still this over here.
1: <laughs> yeah, so it is. Like I, I don't I think we're programmed in the United States to believe that we can't do nothing about this thirty percent. They're gonna take what they can yeah, take. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like you this know? is just
0: what it is. Yeah. yeah, so
1: when you when you go abroad and you realize that the taxes up to like I think a hundred and four thousand now, like and you get this checking, like, how do I go back? Now I'm not gonna say my my work experience has been as fruitful as what I was in the United States. But I can say that the opportunities I got outside of education, the experience, the journey, building a better relationship with my family has been way more worth it. Like, I love impacting kids in the United States, but I love my family a lot more.
0: Yeah, yeah.
1: And my job is to ensure that my kids don't have to go through the things that I went through. And I want to put them in a position of really unlimitless possibilities.
0: Yeah, yeah.
1: You know, so, like, I don't even promote college to them. I'm like... I, this is what I told him I was like look if you make a million dollars by 18 you don't have to go to college it can just be a fun experience
0: <laughs> I think I remember this is when your son was doing his YouTube videos yeah.
1: <laughs> but you know they're not driven by money and they like they really like the social aspect of school so they do fairly well they won't get into any rat race yeah
0: yeah. And I think that's the dope thing because especially when it comes down to this, I guess it's more talked about than actually done. You know, this notion of producing global citizens and how these semi-international components are being integrated into the classroom. But like for your kids, you have already started like that little itch, bringing them here. You know, they're in a school with students that are coming from all Multiple world, kind, Yeah, like different languages, different cultures, and, and having that knowing. You don't, you don't have to see it in a Textbook because you're living it. Definitely having that knowing, like there's no doubt that that's going to impact one what they choose to do with their lives, and then two, you know, maybe where they even decide to live or be Absolutely. educated.
1: Look, I'm gonna tell you this. So December second is my son's birthday, and that was the first birthday, of course. I haven't been in his life because they're back in Michigan, and my son said, "What country are we going to for my birthday?" <laughs> And, like, he thinks this is just regular because we go, we went to different countries on our birthdays every time. And my wife had to tell him, like, you know we're back over here because things changed, right? He was like, so we're not going to another country? <laughs> <laughs> like, he really thinks that's regular life.
0: The barrier of bad news, son. Yeah. So, so,
1: so when he found that out, he was like, like, when are we going back? You know, my wife plans on staying in the States another year, but I said I'll take the kids. And she said... You think they wanna do that? I was like, Probably And she asked him, was like, Do y'all wanna stay with me for another year or you wanna go back with your father? And it was well, my son was like, Oh, I'm going back with father. I am not staying here <laughs> And my daughter was like, I wanna go with father, but I can't go with him without you <laughs> And she said, uh, no, it's either one or the other. She said, Yeah, you'll be coming with us
0: <laughs> And that's the thing, I think the the best part about it is like it's still a mystery, like what is the next space? But I have no doubt that Wherever it is, it will reveal itself very
1: soon. Well, it's going to have to. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> For sure.
0: Well, this is dope. In addition to John's chapter, there are quite a few other chapters within this book that are basically talking about their experiences.
1: It's definitely a good read uh, to learn different experiences from perspectives. You have single men, people with families, people that split up with families. We even have a, a, a youth uh, perspective in the book that allows you to see different ways to view living abroad and it doesn't just focus on one thing the overall thing is to get out of the box yeah you know but you just get different perspectives on why this was so beneficial in our life experience so i think it's definitely a good read going global
0: abroad education is created by tiffany Michelle smith lady justice the song that you're listening to was written and produced by billionaire Dream. You can get his postcards album on SoundCloud. If you enjoyed this episode, please subscribe on iTunes or wherever you download your favorite podcast. Let's keep the conversation going and follow me on Instagram at abroad underscore I N underscore E D. And you can also access the website at abroadeneducation.com.